Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. To a back to pass. Looking left, trying to find Hill downfield. And it's picked off. Christian Benford intercepted it. He undercut the route by Tyreek Hill and picked it off. Fires over on the right side and into the end zone for the touchdown is Dawson Knox. It's a five-yard touchdown reception by the tight end. Fires out to the left sideline and it's intercepted by Taylor Rapp. Picked off at the 23-yard line. We came, we saw, now give him my hat. You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. <laughs> at Oliver at the end, if you're wondering who was shouting to give me my hat. It's nuts. They're the two seed, right? Right. This season was nuts. This regular season was crazy. And they're the two seed. They were 6-6. Six and six. Everything looked terrible. They fired the offensive coordinator. Everything was terrible. They were like 15% to make the playoffs. Maybe it was a little higher than that. They were single digits to win the division. They're the two seed? It's it's crazy. 803-0550 is the phone number. Buffalo Bills Football Monday here on WGR. Take more of your phone calls. Reaction to the Bills winning the AFC East 21-14 to in Miami. I got a couple more thoughts to get to, but first, let's go right to Steven in Florida. has been waiting. What's up, Steven? Uh, okay. You know, I called in to the pregame show yesterday, and what I told them was I said, the defense for Buffalo is going to be Miami's worst nightmare. And I said, Buffalo is going to open it up wide on offense. I knew they had to do that instead of going with the conservative approach they had done in the previous three out of four games, or actually the, even four with the one in Dallas because they did more running. But here, if you look at this game and compare this with the previous game against the uh, Miami Dolphins, now statistically the fourth week, yeah, that was a bigger game. Josh was 21 of 25. His passer rating was like 150.3, I think. Uh, you know, and uh, Diggs, I think he had three touchdown catches. But here's the thing. First of all, I want to say I knew they were going to get Diggs back into the game. He was overdue. Um, but that, that play where Deontay Hardy got that uh, touchdown run back with the punt, 
that was the key game or uh, um, uh, situation mm-hmm. in the game that turned it around for the Bills. Uh, now, here's the thing. You know, okay, it was really frustrating here. Buffalo intercepted on uh, the Miami Dolphins' first possession, and then you saw the way Josh and the offense marched down the field. Well, the first two possessions, they get two interceptions. Well, yeah, we don't like that. That's frustrating, but that's to be accounted for when you're going for a more wide-open game and more aggressive. But the thing I want to say is that Buffalo, the thing about the Bills, I've seen this. I've been following the Bills since the 60s, but with this team in particular now, the Bills out-endure their opponent. They keep digging and digging and digging until they find the gold and then they score big. And for me, this was a much bigger win than the one in week four. Uh, I mean, look at Allen, man, you know, 400-something yards total offense, uh, and they just found a way to win. Uh, So I want to say I'm very happy with what the Bills have done with this game. They've sent a message to the entire NFL to say, we're here, we're not going away, we're a championship team. And I want to say this, this is a play on names. What Buffalo did yesterday was they threw an Allen wrench in Miami's works, mm. they, and then they put some digs into the defense, and they had the cook in the kitchen that fried up the fish. So Buffalo, all the way this year, I'm still predicting Buffalo against San Francisco in the Super Bowl, and I think this is going to be Buffalo's year. The only thing I see – that would be the major obstacle to Buffalo getting there is Baltimore. But I think Buffalo has got the talent and the drive mm. to overcome Baltimore and go all the way this year. Thanks, thanks, Stephen, for the call. I the, Going into the playoffs, I'll do my Tuesday tiers tomorrow. I feel like what, what they did what they did yesterday was not just, I mean, steal the division back from Miami or, you know, demoralize an entire rival fan base. Blow up a whole build that the Dolphins have. The Dolphins have poured in to win now. Everything they've done for two years was built for that game. Now they were injured, so a lot of the things they had done, they didn't have available to them. But the Bills were injured too, so that kind of got offset as the game went on. That That's part of it. But what they also did is they restored they've, – they've had to do this a couple times. After a couple of tough weeks offensively, and we had questions about, hey, is Allen good with his finger? Is that affected him throwing the football? Because he's looked a little off. And in this game, he was playing – he said it. Felt like I was throwing the ball at my best in years. That I've In years. Felt more comfortable throwing the ball than I have in years, is what Allen said last night. 30 for 38 for 359 and two touchdowns, and it should have been a third touchdown that James Cook dropped. So what they've done, even though they only scored 21 points, the fact that they moved the ball the way they did all day, they didn't have a single drive fewer than six plays. That's what a team capable of going all the way to the Super Bowl looks like. That's what the team that's capable of beating Baltimore looks like. Where you're stout defensively and you have a superhuman quarterback that can overcome schemes and overcome talent on the defensive side of the football. Like Allen, they're going to need 
him to play like that, to beat the best form of the Ravens. But not many teams have that. I don't think the Dolphins do. I don't think the Dolphins can beat Baltimore. The difference between those two teams last night is when Gabe Davis, your number two receiver, goes down and your run game isn't working because the Bills' run game didn't work at all yesterday, You, the Bills have a quarterback that can make up for that, put the offense on his shoulders and carry it. And what you saw in Miami is an offense where, okay, we're not running the ball in the second half for whatever reason, and our line's banged up, and our number two receiver is out, and our quarterback can't overcome that. That's the major difference between those two teams. And it's the major difference why I think the Bills can go all the way, and I do not believe the Dolphins can. I do, Man, they really... They didn't end the Dolphins' season last night, but it feels like they they did. Because now they've got to go three cold road games. to That's their path. If they want to go all the way, the Dolphins' path now is that. Good luck. 803-0550 is the phone number. Dave and Batavia is next. Hey, Dave. Hey, good morning. Hey, uh, just uh, great to see a win like that. Um, my only complaint is I think we could do better being less predictable on early downs. I, I, I'm not 100% sold on the offensive call player yet. I really am not. I think he can do a better, down, better job on early downs, and that's why they were able to stop the run all night long and blitz the whole time while stopping the run. I just wonder what you think about that. Yeah, they had a trend on that final drive where it, it. I was wondering if it would cost them. It did not end up costing them. That was, they were kind of doing the same thing each set of downs. It was a James Cook run or a Fournette run for little to no gain, another run, and then Allen on third and long. Can you save us? Can you, can you, get, can you convert for us? And that was working. So, and that was only that last drive. There were other situations earlier on where I guess you could have questioned it, but I'm not. I'm not ready to do that at all today. I mean, you, you could probably pick apart Joe Brady's game. I, I feel like he did a pretty good job through and through, and having 473 yards of total offense. And I thought there were several times throughout that game where he had Vic Fangio in a blender. I mean, Allen made some great throws and had some great individual efforts, but how about the throw down the sideline to Khalil Shakir down to the three that sets up the Dawson Knox go-ahead touchdown? That's a play design. That is the digs bubble screens that you have been setting up for weeks. Allen fakes the bubble screen to digs, and the Dolphins' secondary bites on it just enough so that Shakir, kind of running a wheel route from the slot, is able to get open up the sideline. That's that's a Brady play call, and I think that was a first down. Don't quote me on that, but yeah, so, you know, 70, how many plays did the Bills run yesterday? They ran, let's see, 77 plays. I, I don't dispute that there are some that you could pick apart and say, I'd like to do something different here. But I, th- for me, I think the whole picture for Joe Brady yesterday was a, was a good one. But thanks, Dave, for the call. And I'm not even saying you're wrong. I'm just, you know, I'm not choosing to pick that apart today. Let's go to David in Buffalo next. Hey, David. Hey, how's it going today, Joe? Morning. Good. 
All right. I was just wondering with, uh, you know, Dalton Kincaid, you know, I called earlier in the year. I thought he was going to have a 100-yard season. It didn't happen, obviously, but he had a great year. I was wondering what you think now we're going to do with Knox. Obviously, we're going to keep him, but do you think there's going to be like a cap restructure potentially for him and stuff like that? And also with, um, you know, Gabe Davis being out, do you think uh, Justin Shorter's 21-day window now and everything coming up and everything, do you think he has a chance? And also, do you think that those will be more okay with letting him go now that Shakir uh, has his chance. I'm not saying he should be a number two, but do you think mm-hmm. they'll just be okay with letting him go now? Th- thanks, David. So, to start with, they can't play Justin Shorter. He He's done for the year. They did not activate him in the 21-day window that already passed, so Justin Shorter is he's toast for the year. Um, you bring up Knox, and we'll talk about his contract and what you do with him in the offseason. I think trading him is kind of an easy decision in the offseason. But they might need him a little bit more now. I mean, I don't love the idea of going to 12 personnel, but if Gabe Davis is going to miss time, they're going to be asking more of their other pass catchers. And, you know, some of that might find its way to Knox, especially, you know, red zone weapon is what we thought of for him in this new Bills offense, and that's what he did yesterday. But I think if Davis misses time, or even if he doesn't, this team has kind of found its way into their their one two three in the pass game. It's Diggs, it's Kincaid, and it's Shakir. That aren't those the three guys that are producing when you feel like they're at their best this year? Even the Davis games, when the Davis games are happening, it feels like nobody else is is playing well, and that might just be a coincidence. But Shakir has developed kind of out of nowhere. You know, like, I I did not, I mean, did not see this coming in any way, shape, or form. Totally off on that. Because he was a fifth-round pick that had 10 catches. I think 90 times out of 100, you have a fifth-round pick receiver that had 10 catches his rookie year, you're pretty safe in assuming that guy's not going to be an impact player for you. But he's developed into the trustworthy slot guy that has been kind of an upgrade from what Beasley was at the end. Cole Beasley was at the end. Because Shakir, as you saw on that screen at the beginning, he's got enough juice to break off a 46-yard screen pass. He's not Hill. He's not Waddle. He's not, you know, he's not Debo Samuel. But he's giving them a little bit of everything. Yards after catch, he's getting open as a separator. He's... You know, the soft zone guy that that Beasley used to be. Um, Shakir's done great. And Kincaid is the most trustworthy pair of hands you have on the team. So, the, like to me, those are the three. Going into the playoffs, those are the three guys Allen should be looking to the most. Let's go next to, we get connected with our fans, brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Let's go to Mario in Jacksonville. Hey, Mario. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, first, I just want to say, man, this feels so freaking good. I know it's just a divisional title, but the season that we've had, I feel like it was just it means more to the Bills than some other teams winning their division. So I'm just really, really satisfied. Obviously, hungry to keep going. Um, but I want to get your take on two things. Number one, I think McDermott coached maybe the best game of his career. I mean, he really did coach an awesome game. And at halftime, uh, on the NBC broadcast, they did that stupid thing when they interview the coaches like during the game, 
like, are you happy, yep. are you sad type questions. Yep. And they asked him about the game, and he blatantly threw Allen under the bus, which I, I was shocked about the, him doing. I was happy that he did it. I didn't expect him to do it on national TV, but I think he said something along the lines of, can't throw that pass short of the end zone there, and like, he stopped playing, stopped playing crazy, like calm down and stop making mistakes. Um, so mm-hmm. I wanted to get your take on what you thought about his comments. And then the other thing I want to say is, you know, I, I actually think the offense is better without Gabe in it. I don't know if that's just me reacting to what I saw yesterday, but he, he and Josh just seem to be on different pages the last few weeks ever since Philadelphia. Like that first interception, if Josh waits a second more, maybe Davis comes open a little sooner and, and he gets the touchdown. I, I want to say – that without Gabe, they maybe spread the ball around even more so. So I'll hang up and get your take. And, uh, yeah. Go Thanks, Mario. I would not go as far as to say they are better without Gabe. I can't understand why you think that. For me, it's because there isn't an immediate, obvious upgrade at his position. Or even like a, a hopeful. Like, Trent Sherfield had a great catch yesterday. To, to track the ball that went up into the air and to get his feet down, to know enough to where he was on the field. And he's Sherfield's a good blocker, too, like Davis. And Sherfield has speed. So you might think there's some potential for him to get open down the field. But he's just kind of been a guy his entire career. So I'm not thinking he is coming in and giving the Bills more. And I don't think they're going 12 personnel with Khalil Shakir as the number two. I don't think that makes a lot of sense. That might be a thought. Oh, Davis might miss, so put Knox out there. Let's go back to 12 personnel. Your two receivers are Diggs and Shakir. That doesn't make sense to me because now I'm really changing Shakir's position. I'm taking away from what he does well, which is you know work out of the middle of the field. And... I'm crowding the middle of the field even more by putting Knox in there, and now I'm probably asking Shakir to be more of a boundary receiver, to use his speed more and to you know be more physical at the catch point. I, I just don't think you're using Shakir the right way for that. So I think you still have Sherfield on the field, and I don't think that's an upgrade over Gabe Davis. So, but anyways... Thanks for the call. You know, it, it's a it's a good thought. The offense has been different almost every week, it feels like. But for me, it really is like the, the story of the second half of the year offensively for them is that Khalil Shakir has developed into, I think, their number two wide receiver. I do not think that's a good plan long term for Khalil Shakir to be the number two. But I think he's the best he got right now behind Diggs. Especially, as you pointed out, the miscommunications between Allen and Gabe Davis are kind of baffling. This is not a new relationship. This is year four of those two working together. And to have several moments, the Bengal game at the end of the half that should not have been an intentional grounding but did, Allen thinks Davis is running deep. Diggs is running short. Or, excuse me, Davis is running deep. Davis is running short. Miscommunication. The Eagle game. Allen thinks that Davis is running to the outside. Davis thinks he's running to the inside. Now, yesterday, a a touchdown interception flip. If Allen and Davis are on the same page, it's a touchdown. They're not. It's a pick. 
How are these two continuing to have this happen? You hope it doesn't happen in a big moment. 803-0550 is the phone number. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll keep running through phone calls when we return here on a Buffalo Bills football Monday here on WGR. Brought to you by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at northwest.com. Also, some around-the-league coaching news from this morning, including what's happening with Bill Belichick. Stay tuned for that as well. Jody Biasi, Jeremy White, back tomorrow. He's off to his flight out of Naples, and we'll uh, yeah run through some more phone calls when we come back here on WGR. Play clock down to eight, and they shove him over the line of scrimmage, and Josh vaulted over the pile, and it is a first. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Down, unquestionably so. No season is, at least seasons that I've been through in the NFL, is clean, right? There's been two where we've been almost perfect. But even those seasons, you feel like sometimes after wins, you feel like you've lost just because it's so hard to win in this league. And I just think, you know, you've got to really enjoy the wins and then get back to like we've got to do when we land. Sean McDermott on the adversity the Bills face this season. That Hey, like, Josh Allen kind of said it perfectly. This is not the right year I think for you know everybody was against us you know Bills versus the world I've appreciated actually the tone that Allen set yesterday for this because that is one of my biggest pet peeves in sports is it has to come from negative motivation to for it to be like you know oh we're getting fired up like that Michigan I cannot stand Michigan who created their own cheating scandals, claiming that everyone's against them and that's why we're in the national championship. Allen said yesterday, like, everybody doubted us at 6-6, and and rightfully so. We looked like bleep. I think he actually even swore on TV, which I don't think he... Does he... He doesn't get in trouble for that, right? I'm sure the network would. Uh, Anyways, like, Allen said, like, I think it's pretty fair. They were 6-6, six and six. everybody doubted us, rightfully so. And now we're playing our best football at the right time. You gotta earn the you gotta earn the confidence of the fans. And they have done that. With a five game win streak down the stretch. ESPN, we'll get back to your phone calls in one second. ESPN on Get Up just put up a graphic of ESPN Analytics' odds 
when the Bills were 6 and 6 and they were like 20% for the playoffs, they were 0.1% to get a top 2 seed. Not to win the division, they were a little higher for the division, like 5% or something, 8%. To get a top 2 seed, the Bills at 6 and 6 were 0.1%. And that kind of makes sense. I mean, think of all that needed to happen. That was crazy. The Titans coming back to beat the Dolphins needed to happen. On the road, the Raiders beating the Chiefs. What? That was a result that went the Bills' way that we didn't even really know mattered, I think, at the time. The Jaguars losing, was it five of six down the stretch? The Jaguars were playing football games three, four weeks ago, and I was telling you, I don't even, this game doesn't matter to the Bills. And that's part of that 0.1%. Those Jaguar losses three, four weeks ago ended up being meaningful. And it's it's wild. I mean, the odds tell you that nobody was talking about it, them being this at this place in the standings when they were 6-6. Six and six. It is unbelievable they managed to get this spot to where they'll go, they will only now play in Buffalo or Baltimore. Or... Where's Super Bowl? Vegas or Las Vegas? 803-0550 is the phone number. Back to the phones. Get connected with our fans. Brought to you by NorthtownKia.com. Let's go to Rich in Buffalo. Hey, Rich. Hi, Joe. How you doing, buddy? Morning. Good. Great day, great day to be a Bills fan. I want to talk about two particular plays during the game um, and see if you agree with me. Um, the lack of interference call on Dawson Knox down on the five-yard line um, that was clearly a blown call. They did not flag that. But yeah. on the final play, on the final play of the first half, if you take a look at it again, it, it, it was flagrant helmet to helmet contact on the receiver. Which play is this? This is the final, the final play in the first half when Josh. Well, that one, yeah. Yep, and. If, if you look at it again, I mean, it was helmet to helmet contact. It was very obvious, and uh, that's, I just wanted to run it by you because I want to feel like I'm not the only guy in the world that saw that. I heard it's funny. Th- thanks, Rich, for the call. So when we had Chris Brown on at eight thirty, he mentioned that, and I did not even know what he meant. I didn't. I didn't realize that was a thing. I had not seen the the broadcast. Didn't I? Don't think. Actually, you know what happened. This is this is going to be on me for why I missed it. Maybe the broadcast did mention it. I was out for this game, and you know, early wake up time. Want to be home for the second half so I can go right to bed after. Which, by the way, never works. In theory, okay, get home. This is a night game. Get go to sleep right after. But then the Bills win the division. Like no one's sleeping right after that. So, I had left right as the half ended. So, I didn't even see the replay when it happened. I just thought it was a bang-bang play, shoulder-to-shoulder, huge hit. So, Chris said that an hour ago, and I went back and watched it, and he absolutely drills him in the head. Like, it should have been a penalty. At the same time, I would probably say, you're not getting that call. Not in that spot. That's one of those where, like, the ref doesn't, this is not how it should work, but it kind of how it is work. 
the ref watches that play, and even if he sees the contact, he's going, you don't, you didn't earn this flag. I'm not bailing you out. You threw it short of the end zone. The clock is going to expire on the half. I'm not bailing you out. So I'm not saying you're wrong, but I just I would not expect any team to get that flag there. Let's go to Mike in Rochester next. Hey, Mike. Hold on, I gotta go. I gotta hold on. All right, Mike. Let's go to Ray and Clarence. Hey, Ray. Hi. Good morning. You know, a couple of quick things. I'm I'm not one of those guys that react and then give. I, I like to say what I'm thinking in the time, and I've been thinking this for a while. More Kincaid, all Kincaid. You know, I'm, I'm not saying Knox not to play, but my gosh, I mean, has he proven? I mean, he, he looks like he's been in the league two, three years. Yep. <laughs> and also, um, you know, I love Cook. I love. He's a great running back, but I got to tell you, he's turning into my Ronnie Harmon of uh, of running backs. I mean, he has dropped touchdown passes. He's dropped some critical balls that really in the Philadelphia game yesterday. I know there was another one that was. Could have been impactful in the standings. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I love him as a runner. I think they use more Fournette now. I think that is why they brought him in. I'm surprised they haven't thrown a pass to Fournette yet, but um, obviously when it was getting late in the game, I mean, who do they trust? The guy that's only been activated two games. <laughs> Not that Cook wasn't in the game. Um, but Joe, I want to ask you one question. Would you consider, I know it's not, it's week 18. Would you mm-hmm. consider yesterday a playoff game? You know, like you treat it like a playoff game? I, I would have if the, it was, if, if the Jaguars had won. But since the, uh, since I, the, the down, since the downside was they go right back to the same building for the same game, I, I, I wouldn't have felt comfortable saying that, no. And, and the reason why I say that, because look how crazy this is. I know it's hard to win a, a road playoff game. But tomorrow, it'll be 24 years since the Dolphins have won a road playoff game. And the last time the Bills have won a road playoff game was in Miami, 1993, the year of the greatest comeback. I mean, that's how, that's how critical this game was. I mean, we're talking 31 years for the Bills, a road playoff game. Mm-hmm. And for the Dolphins, 24 years almost to the day. I mean, that, that was a huge game. And now that doesn't mean that you can't win a, home, a road playoff game this year, but it's just something that sticks with the stigma over an organization. Fans know. I mean, I know. I mean, uh, some players weren't even born, but um, that's right. how big this game was. So thank right. you. Well, Ray, thank you. Thank you for the call. Because it's not just that you've got to win a road game. You've got to win three. You've got to win three road games against the best teams on the best quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, look, Miami has to now go. Look, their path really could be, if if everything goes as you would expect, which I know doesn't happen, it's on the road Patrick Mahomes, on the road Lamar Jackson, on the road Josh Allen. I mean, good luck. Good luck getting through that, especially for a football team like the Dolphins, who have not played their best against the best teams. In fact, they've definitively played the their worst against the best teams. It's not even close. But I also, right, like I to your original question, it wasn't a playoff game for me because they would have gone right back there. They would have gone right back to Miami and this is why like it would have stunk to be a Dolphins fan, you know, the way that the scenarios played out because it's your biggest game, arguably, in 20 years, and you're trying to topple the Bills, and like, oh, we find. Imagine they win the game. We finally did it. Oh, and now we got to do it again. Like, congrats. Now we got to play a rematch. And if they win that one, it's like the first one never happened. So, 
It was weird how that played out. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Bob in Syracuse. Hey, Bob. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good morning. Morning. Good. Yeah, that was a huge, huge, huge win, and I didn't really think that the Bills would have a chance if they lost this game on the road three games. That being said, I wanted to make two points real quick. On the, uh, I just love it when fans call in and complain that there's not enough flags. I mean, I am, I am okay with them not calling that because I don't want refs, and I just hate it when there's a double standard when they determine the outcomes of the game. It's a hard-hitting game. You know, I mean, if you're going to call a flag on every one of those plays, then you're, you're again, getting the refs more involved with – the you know with with uh, determining a victory, but my two points I wanted to um, you know lay out here is Osiris Torrance I thought was really struggling, and I have a yeah. really uh, big concern with him going into the playoffs. I thought he looked top heavy. He was very 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 slow on his feet. Now that we're facing some of these really tough uh, pass rushes that are elite pass rushers because they're in the playoffs. I am concerned about his play in particular. I just want to get your thought on that. And the last point I want to make is uh, Gabe Davis. The reason why we won that San Diego game was because of Gabe Davis. But at the same point, same time, it allows, if you, for instance, activate Andy Isabella, you're going to have more Mm -hmm. options for multiple routes in the middle of the field where the Bills are much more effective. To get Gabe out there to to take away a high safety, because he's relatively slow. There's many games in which he is not a factor. Josh is, is is scrambling to try to find somebody because Gabe can't get open. I'm okay with 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 playoff teams not seeing Phil at Isabella, Surefield, and Hardy working the slot, working the edges with multiple routes. So Thanks. Thanks. For, thanks yeah, thanks for the call, Bob. Torrance, by the way, I thought was Pretty poor yesterday against Christian Wilkins, which was the matchup. But I haven't had a big problem with him before that. He didn't play great against New England. There were a couple of rushes there where I thought he got he got beat. But before that, I mean, he's been pretty good all year. So I don't have much concern about him going into the playoffs. But it will be worth noting because, right, he was not good yesterday. Um and quickly on Davis before we take a timeout, get to Extendo Sports. I don't want to make it sound like it's a total loss. As much as I, or that it, that it's not a loss at all. If the Bills are going to make a run to the Super Bowl, it's a four-game stretch. The way Gabe Davis operates in four games, he'll have one big game. You'll get one Gabe game in a four-game stretch. You don't know which week it'll be. Maybe it's the Super Bowl, but you'll get it. I do like me some Andy Isabella, though. Get him in there. 4-2 speed. Come on. Stretch the field. Extendo Sports. Then the Extra Point Show with Sal. And an Extendo will get you what Bill Belichick said today. We got found out a little bit about what might be coming for him in New England. Stay tuned. 803 is the phone number. Buffalo Bills Football Monday here on WGR. Back to pass as the Bills fans get into it. Fires out to the left sideline. And it's intercepted by Taylor Rapp. Picked off at the 23-yard line. Rap is shaken up on the play as he goes down, but he made the INT. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. 
Extendo Sports. All right, Extendo Sports, if you're on hold, hang on through to the Extra Point Show. Just you and Sal. Plenty of phone calls. Man. A lot of tired Bills fans this morning, but that's okay. That means good things. Last night in uh, South Florida probably was a lot of fun. Sunday night. Things have been open, right? Miami? Miami never sleeps. They say that about New York, but I feel like Miami never sleeps. I did see quickly that New York City right now, there are mo- more people are moving out of New York City than any other place in the country. And more people are moving to Florida at the moment than any other place in the country. I think it's just cost of living stuff. But wanted to get to Bill Belichick before we run out of time here. Belichick made some people think, I think today with his press conference, that he might actually not be gone in New England after all. Here's why, though. One, you might have thought Belichick might have some appeal to move on one last hurrah with a better quarterback, better organization, or better roster. Belichick basically said that he's under contract if he he wants to be he wants to be in New England still. So he's not and he's not retiring. Is what it sounds like. Two. There's always been a thought of if you'd like Belichick to be the coach but no longer the GM. And well that's a tough conversation to have. Belichick would never go for that. Belichick said today that he would be open to it. He would be open to seeding some player personnel responsibilities and just focusing on coaching. If that's the case, then maybe the door is back open to Belichick staying in New England and they bring in, they basically fire him as GM and they bring in a different general manager. I still might want to lean towards he's gone in general. I think there's too much smoke that Kraft just wants to be done and do something else. But that's what Belichick had to say today. Rivera out as commander's head coach. Bet, if you can find a bet somewhere that Ron Rivera is going to be the Bills' defensive coordinator, take it. Him and McDermott's relationship. Rivera doesn't have to call plays. McDermott can still be the play caller, but they just bring Rivera in to be the, the defensive coordinator. Uh, who else? Arthur Smith got fired. Not a surprise there. I don't really know if we're waiting on anybody else. Vrabel... And Sirianni have been two guys that have that have garnered some conversation, but I don't know how much I want to bet on that happening either. All right, that is going to do it for us today here on the Extra Point Show. National Championship tonight. Michigan and Washington will all be rooting for Washington against those cheaters out in Ann Arbor. This this game is for the uh, the Connor Stallions Trophy. Or uh, Connor Stallion's uh, statue. They will build a Connor Stallion statue outside Michigan Stadium if they win. All right, Sal. What do you got? Okay. Uh, extra point, Joe. You ready? You ready? Right. I, I do, but I so Go I ahead. think I found it, Joe. I think I found the answer to the accepting penalty, the climb penalty, clock stoppage, all of that. Okay. Okay, this, this you ready was for this? At, again, just for to, to refresh. This was the, is it the third quarter that this was happening? No, fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, fourth quarter. That's what that actually that's a very big reason why. Right. Okay. This was fourth quarter. Josh thir- third down and thirteen runs for fifteen yards. Jalen Ramsey holds inside four minutes. The the clock stops. 
The Bills actually got 20 yards of the play, which means they tacked on the penalty, I guess, the hold. Because he ran for 15. The next snap was at the Miami 46. The Bills were at their own 37. Do the math, right? Okay. So, here's what happens. According to the rule, it says, I'm going to read this to you from the NFL rule book. <coughs> Sorry. If the game clock is stopped after a down in which there was a foul by either team, following enforcement or declination, declining, of a penalty, the game clock will start as if the foul had not occurred, except it will start on the snap if, and number two on this, the foul occurs inside the last five minutes of the second half. Because it was inside the last five minutes, the clock stops after a penalty. Okay. Okay. However, if the offense commits a dead ball foul, that is not the case because that rule was changed when Belichick did that on purpose a couple years ago, if you remember, in a game. Okay. Excuse me. Um, Do you remember when Belichick did something where he like they intentionally committed a couple of fouls yes, late in the game to keep yes, the clock the, moving against the Jets? Okay, and he was like that loophole was closed. Okay, yes, that loophole was closed, but the overall rule that that's a part of says the game clock will start as if the foul hadn't occurred, except a inside the first the last two minutes of the first half, or b inside the last five minutes of the second half. Okay. That's why. All right. So it didn't matter if the Bills accepted or declined. The, pen- the, the clock the, was going to... Basically, the, there, was a, there was a penalty. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. And it stopped. All right. All right. That is... Uh, oh, one, that l- one... That last little thing, because I know we'll be all over Bills and Dolphins today, so... Yeah. Uh, this probably will not come up much on the station today, <laughs> but it is very interesting that F- Elliot Friedman's reporting that the Maple Leafs and William Nylander... The extension that they're talking about, full no-movement clause, eight years, $11.5 million. For William Nylander, be like one of the highest-paid players in hockey. Wow. Pretty crazy. All right. All right well, hey. Uh, big win by the Sabres, obviously. Big win by the Bills last night. But we're going to talk football on a Buffalo Football Monday in the Extra Point Show. It is a victory Monday. All right. Joe, we got, uh, I got my victory Monday shirt, and we're taking phone calls. Beautiful. Well, stay tuned for Sal. If you are on hold, stay there, and there are uh, there are open phone lines to line up and get in with Sal on the Extra Point Show, which is coming up next here on Buffalo Bills Football Monday here on WGR. Talk to you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.